passage, um, that passage, interesting passage, you know, it kind of covers everything there with the resurrection and the death and, and really the, the, the idea there is that, you know, Paul was battling with a bunch of people there that were, just didn't believe in the resurrection. You know, it, just, it just doesn't happen, you know, it just doesn't happen. And, and what a sad truth that that really is a reality. Um, you know, none of us were there. I wasn't there. We weren't there that morning. Right? Mary Magdalene was there. Peter was there. Um, he ran, you know, trying to figure it out. John was there trying to figure it out. I wasn't there. You weren't there. And so, of course, that's where the rub is. So it's like, did he really rise? Did he? Did they just take the body because it had to happen? Um, did it really happen, right? So that's where the rub is. And so I, I make it very transparent and clear. I, I am believing in faith that he actually rose from the dead. I just flat out believe that. It's in faith that you actually believe that and receive that. There's a, there, listen, there is lots of books, lots of articles. There is a lot of things. And it's really interesting and I think very beneficial and helpful to read historical narratives, scientific, just digging in. It's all very helpful. But at the end of the day, it's really about, am I going to believe this or am I not? It always comes back to that faith issue. That's the way it was always intended to be because this entire relationship, this thing with God is rooted in faith, completely rooted in faith, to believe or not believe. And so, I guess if you just stop there, I don't know, it, it makes it very, um, it's like a mental just gymnastics. And it just depends on who you talk with and who you interact with. You just go back and forth with just sort of, well, I think this and you think that and I read this and I saw that and just, I, you know, I don't know how far you get with all of that. I think there's a place for uh, debate and apologetics and sharpening each other's minds. I actually really enjoy that. I've been to lots of actually debates. I just, I enjoy that. But I know at the end of the day, something more significant has to develop, has to take place. I remember personally for myself, um, you know, Easter, I grew up in the church. I mean, I, I got saved in, in sun, not here, um, at, a, at a super, you might have came this morning and thought maybe like we're pretty heavy duty charismatic, like we're not. I mean, I, I got saved like at nine years old. This little basement Sunday school, and they were they were talking about um, Jesus and heaven and hell. And man, I respond that little basement sweaty old church. It was it was long services. They went all day. Brother Rucker was the pastor. He'd be up here. I was like, what is that? You know, it's just a total hype session. Just sweating, just all stuff. So we'd be there for like two hours. Me and my sister were young. We'd be passed out in the pews after half an hour. Not from the Holy Ghost because we were exhausted, tired. And then we have to come back uh, to the church like later that night. So there's just different places, just different ways that the Spirit just does different things. But I remember, you know, growing up in the church and being around, responding at an early age. My family wasn't perfect. Um, and I remember... I remember as I got older, being, going to Easter services. You know, I was like, are you going to go? Are you going to go? And, and I, remember for, I remember for a period of time, it's like, well, I kind of have to go. You know, like, I, 
I remember that was my response. That, that was my response to Easter Sunday. I kind of have to go. I don't know if you've ever felt that way, or maybe this morning, I don't know, but I, I remember feeling like I kind of have to. And I was actually, since I had to go, I, I wanted to be around one that had a lot of bells and whistles and stuff going on. Because at least if I have to go, I can get entertained while I'm there. So I'm not saying this is the right thought, I'm just saying this is the way that I would be thinking. And the reason why I was thinking this way is because, for me personally, there was just stuff that just, it, it wasn't worked out yet. When I say it wasn't worked out, I mean, I had a mental sort of ascension to who God is. I, I, I pretty much agreed, like in Jesus, and that he rose. I believed in the Bible that it was the word of God, but... There was other things, you know, there was relationships in my life, romantic relationships. There was um, just debates and, and, and arguments I would have with friends. There, there was just areas in me that I was just like, I'm not totally settled, I don't think, yet. But I did know it was kind of important to be around the environment. But I know on the inside, I just was, eh. <clears throat> and I can remember, I can remember what really changed. There started to be a change where I was like, not that I kind of have to go. I remember the change. I remember feeling, I get to go to Easter service. I remember that. And what, what changed that for me was, I decided. I just made, I made a decision. Um, and, and honestly, it came from a few decisions, but I kind of feel like this was like the last one. Where I really made a decision. I said, you know what? Like, I just... Father, I can, I, can, I can sense you. I can feel you. Like, I just, I know you're around. I, I just, but I have so many questions. But I remember there just came to a point where I was just like, you know what? I'm just, whatever with all the questions, I'm all in 110. I'm just, I'm all in. I'm all in. And I'm not just going to say that verbally and like say it in the quietness of my heart. My life is going to reflect it. It's going to reflect it. And I can't manufacture it. I can't fake it till I make it. Like, it's going to reflect it. It's going to reflect it with who I date. It's going to reflect it with who I have sex with. It's going to reflect it with how I spend my money. That, that's just what's going to happen. Marriage, he, he heard the sex part. That's what he heard. He heard the sex part. But I'm saying, right... God bless you. God bless you. So, that was a part of it. I'm hoping that you're hearing like it was more than that. Yes, yes, yes. Right? It was more than that. It was just... And honestly, that's where the shift came. That, that's, like, that's where it changed. Because that's where it has to happen for us. I think a lot of times, like on Easter Sunday, we can be like... Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yay, rah, rah, Jesus. Yay, Jesus. And then it's like, well, yay for him, but, you know, I don't know about me. But yes for him, he did it. He did it. And I'm saying the reality is there's, there's a, a, a real relationship that becomes, it becomes personal. Like he rose from the dead, not just to, to display. That was just the beginning. Say it was just the beginning. That was just the beginning. 
the intent and the idea is that now that resurrection life we sing about unfolds. It unfolds through the life of the believer as people then give their, give their lives and their hearts and their minds over to Christ. We actually get to see it, experience it, and be like, wow, this is actually real. It's real. He will provide a mate for my life. Right? He will provide for my money in the way, if I just spend it the way that he says to spend it. He will provide meaningful relationships, just friends that are on the right path, going the right way, even if I have to kind of say no to the ones I have a history with. He will do it. I promise you. And the entire idea of Easter and resurrection and the Spirit raising Him from the dead is that there's this idea, it's a very simple idea. The idea that God still does the, what was that word in the beginning? Impossible. He still does the impossible. He still does the impossible. And what I'm trying to say and articulate is that we will actually never taste, see, or experience it. It will always be rhetoric, and it will always be personal opinion until we actually respond to the voice of God, and we just lay it out and say, I'm all in 110. Otherwise, it's, it might be inspiring religious talk, but it will bring no change and transformation. And I can promise you that Christianity and the way that Jesus lived, it was not about, do you think the same way as me? It was about, he said two words, follow me. Follow me. Just do what I'm doing. Follow me. Follow me. I wrote down some, like, some super basic things here. But I think they're powerful declarations that it's important for us to just to think about. And it's important for them to come out of our mouth on a regular kind of occurrence. And you don't have to use these words. There's nothing magical about these words, but they're just something powerful about these simple declarations of faith. I can make it. I will make it. God will make a way. If I submit to his leading and lordship, I will not be worse off. He will be more faithful, more faithful than I will be, and he is better than I think. I can make it. I will make it. God will make a way. If I submit to his leading and lordship, I will not be worse off. He will be more faithful than I will be, and he's better than I think. That, those are just simple like words, right? But that's incredibly profound, and I'm just I'm trying to express to you that they will change your life forever. And God will not just, it becomes real. And I'm telling you, when you get to Easter Sunday, you'll be like, yes. I, I kind of need to be loud and celebrate because I, I'm living it. I'm seeing it. I'm experiencing it. And I so battled this week, I really, oh my gosh, we're at 32. I can tell you, this week, man, I just, I wanted to share, maybe I'll do it next week. You know, I'll just share, I don't typically share lots of personal things because, I don't know what it is. I think I have a strong conviction because I don't want, I don't, I don't want there to be an appearance like, you know, a pastor trying to hijack a service with his personal life and stories. But I, there's just some awesome things that I, I think that would really encourage you. We're not going to get to it today, but maybe, no, no, we just, next week, next week, I promise, next week, next week, I promise, because I wanted to leave some space for something, just uh, for two things, 
Turn to Romans 4, all right? I want to leave space for two things. So turn to Romans 4. Because there's two things that I wanted to do. I wanted to leave some time for some prayer because people are going to respond to um, what the Spirit's doing and I want to make space for that. And I want to just talk about one thing before we do. Romans 4. Verse 18. Romans 4, verse 18, it says this. It says, Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, and so became the father of many nations. Just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. Since he was about 100 years old, and that Sarah's womb was also dead, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded. Ever say fully persuaded. fully persuaded. He was fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. This is why it was credit to him as righteousness. He believed in the impossible. Christmas, Jesus Christ, Mary, the angel Gabriel, she said, how can this be? I've never been with a man. How could I possibly? Angel said, listen, what's impossible with man, it's possible with God. Back to Abraham, it was impossible. 100 years old, like she's old too. We don't, that doesn't happen. Eh, well, it's gonna. It's a story throughout the entire Bible. And Jesus said things like, I said things like I'm here to give you life and to give you life abundant. He said things like, those who follow me, those who believe and come after, they will do the very things I have done. There's a supernatural part that the Spirit wants to breathe into our hearts and breathe into our lives. And I'm not suggesting that he's a genie and we can just think like crazy big and we just demand it how we want it. I'm not saying that. What I am saying, what I am saying is, if you have, Feelings in your heart, in your mind, just, you, you, there's just these senses we just get that we're just like, uh, and sometimes we just suppress them. And I'm saying, if, if you will engage in those and you will stay on those and be like, you know what, I, I think that this is God. If you think it is the Lord's voice speaking and ministering to your life, then I would encourage you a hundred gazillion percent, follow it through all the way because it's completely worth it. And if you were wrong, Praise God, you were wrong. You learned that's not what his voice sounds like. <laughs> that's a life changer, hey. That's a life changer. We can realize, nah, you know what? That was just really kind of selfish ambition and motivation that actually wasn't the heart of God. Because if you go, if you sense that you think maybe that was him, and you go 110% after that, <laughs> what's going to happen is, in that process of just going after, listening, and trying to receive, He's actually going to start to change and mold maybe what you thought you heard and take it another, another direction and refine it. But too often it becomes too easy for us to sort of check out, become super discouraged because our expectations aren't being met and what we thought would unvelop or maybe it's taking longer and we're just like, nah, maybe not the God thing. Though. There's this element of perseverance and fighting the good fight of faith. And I just want to encourage your hearts this morning. If you sense 
the Spirit of God and His voice speaking to your hearts and in your lives, please don't treat that lightly. Do not treat it lightly. I can promise you you'll never regret it. And I can also promise you if you choose to respond to it with a sort of intensity and zeal and aggression like you never have before, I can also tell you (laughs) be prepared for a lot of things to start going sideways. That's not an immediate sign that you didn't hear from God, by the way. So I just want to, 37, I want to do this. If you have never, I mean really truly never said, Father, I'm all in, or maybe like you made a commitment to Christ before, but you and Him really know what the deal is. If you just need to get it right this morning, just get it right this morning. Right now is literally the perfect time to do it. Literally the perfect time to do it. And it's not going to be all roses from here on out. And if it cost Jesus Christ his life, the cross, you better believe if we decide to go all in, the cross is going to invade our lives and cost us dearly. But we will never be without and we won't have lack. And there will be a peace and an unbelievable, impossible life that you could have never thought of or imagined. You need to know this. If you'd like to say this morning during this service, and I'm not trying to pressure you, I'm just saying this is an opportunity. If you'd like to say that now, just raise your hand and we're just going to pray for you. So if there's anybody in the room right now, yes, people might see you, but... Okay, so we got one hand. Any other hands? Just right now you want to say, all in, 110%. One hand, that's it. Two hands... Okay? Anybody else? I'm not going to belabor it. Make it weird. Okay? 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 Awesome. So whatever's happening on this side of the room, yes. All right. Everybody extend the hand out towards that side of the room. Everybody over here. So I'm just going to pray for them. All right? And we're going to pray now, and then we're going to go see the kids. But if you want more prayer after... Find Rick, who prayed for the offering. Keith will be with him, and Kayla is also going to be with them too. So if you want a woman to pray for you, she's going to be up there, but we'll have a couple of guys for you too, all right? So we're going to pray for them. So Father, I just pray um, for people that raise their hands. (laughs) They really don't know what they're raising their hands for, except to respond to your voice. So Father, I pray that that would be enough. I pray that just responding simply with a childlike faith in the moment would be enough. Because honestly, that's what's got to carry him for the whole rest of the deal. So we ask for your blessing, Holy Spirit. We pray that you will touch them, that you will bless them, that you will keep them, that you will speak and minister to their hearts, give them perspective and vision that they can't do it on their own. They need your word rooted in their lives and in their hearts. There is no other way. Help them to just run to you, Father, and find their strength and their source of being from you. We lift them up before you, Father. We thank you that they're here this morning. And God, we just pray, Lord, for anybody else who's just wrestling. They didn't make a decision. It's not a big room. might feel weird. Father, I pray that they'll maybe find one of us after But I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would not stop engaging in their hearts.
Pursue them, Father. The conversation is not over. Spirit of truth, come after them and invade their lives and their hearts. You are better than we think, more forgiving than we could imagine. And you will change us from the inside out in indescribable ways. We love you. We believe you. We trust in you, Father. Do your work and have your way. Spend us as you see fit, Lord. We're going to go with families on Easter time. That's just, that's sensitive, Father. I pray that we could bring your heart and bring your presence no matter what we come around. May we bring your heart and bring your presence, Father. We love you, Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. So hopefully um, the kiddos are ready. And uh, yeah, so let's head outside and let's see what we walk into. God bless all you guys.